Is it a victory Monday? Cody and I discuss the 32-31 victory over the Indianapolis Colts to cap off a crazy season. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Monday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. If they have a special offer right now for our listeners, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Locked on. I'm John Hickman, joined by none other than <laughs> Cody Davis to discuss. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! <laughs> the 32 to 31 victory over the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday to end off this season, where the Texas the Texans ended 3-13 and one during that game. Davis Mills, man, what a fourth quarter he had. 298 yards on the day, three touchdowns, two interceptions, only sacked one time, a quarterback rating of 87.4. Texans as a whole rushed for 59 yards, 2.6 yards per carry. In a game where everybody thought that the Houston Texans would purposely lose, guess who didn't get a carry? Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead did not get a carry on the day. Also, in the game that everybody projected the Houston Texans to go out there and lose, <laughs> guess who had their first 100-yard game of the year? Oh, I know, I know. Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, five <laughs> catches, 106 yards, one touchdown on the day, 33 yards on a long touchdown, uh, on a long pass catch. Uh, Tegan Quatoriano, three catches, 83 yards, and Jordan Aikens, four catches, 70 yards, and two touchdowns on the day. So the tight end group combined for seven catches and 153 yards. The Houston Texans also rookies got involved uh, heavily on this game on Sunday in terms of the success. Talked about Tegan Quatoriano just now. Christian Harris, 10 total tackles, led the team in tackles on Sunday. Mm-hmm. One sack, two tackles for loss. And a pass deflection. Houston on the day had three tackles for loss, two sacks, and five PDs on the day. And the other sack came from Malik Collins, who in the last few weeks has played some good football for the Houston Texans. Two interceptions by the Texans, one by Jonathan Grenard, pick six for 39 yards. He scored on that. And then Christian Kirksey also got involved on the day with an interception as well. When we look at the Houston Texans, what they were able to do as a team, 18 first downs, 5 of 14 on third downs. But in the fourth quarter, where the game was on the line, two of two on fourth down conversions, a total of 360 yards, 5.6 yards per play. Guys, seven penalties, 41 yards, three turnovers. They did not win the time of possession battle, but none of that mattered on Sunday because Houston left out of Indy with a dub and securing the number two pick in the 2023 NFL (laughs) draft. I thought that this game, Cody, I thought that this game was 
interesting for a lot of different reasons. And before we get into the, I guess, the aftermath and what comes with winning mm-hmm. on Sunday, we got to talk about the actual game. So that's what we'll do to open up the show. Uh, when I looked at this game on, on, on Sunday, there were several times throughout the game where I was asking myself, where was this all 18 weeks? Where was the limitations, if not limitations, the complete expelling out of the offense of Rex Burkhead? Where was the creativity with getting your tight ends involved on the offensive in the offensive game plan, right? Where was some of this blocking? Where was this accuracy from Davis Mills that we had been wanting to see? We go just last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars on a couple of throws downfield. Davis Mills was just inaccurate. He missed some of his guys. Not on Sunday versus the Colts. And in that fourth quarter, when the Texans were down after being up in that game, mind you, and they allowed the Colts to come back and get the lead, where was some of this aggressiveness and ballsiness throughout the entire year? Not only from your quarterback, but also from Pep Hamilton, your play caller. This game (laughs) left me scratching my head. And in a lot of different ways, simply because of all times to put it together, you put it together in one of the more meaningless games in franchise history. Now, I'm not mad that they won the game, contrary to what a lot of people may feel right now. I'm actually happy that they won that game on Sunday. But when I look at the performance from Davis Mills, specifically in that fourth quarter where the Houston Texans were down, they were down 31 to 24, right? We see Davis Mills uh, pass for Jordan Aikens, eight yards. We see Davis Mills, three yards for Darre Ogubawale, 14 yards. Like we see Davis Mills completely tearing it up in that fourth quarter. And then on the beautiful pass that sailed right over safety, Rodney Thomas's hands in the basket of Jordan Aikens, and then to have the balls to say, you know what, we're actually going to play to win the game, contrary to what was said in week one against the exact same franchise, the Indianapolis Colts, and go for two and scheme up, I thought was a a damn good play design. Not only did he just catch that touchdown, but then you got Jordan Aikens involved on the two-point conversion. Man, I I didn't know what to say after that, but that game – in that fourth quarter, it came down to where was this 18 weeks? And um, Houston walked out with the victory. I don't know what to say. I'm kind of still, still kind of speechless here. And I 100% agree with you, John. I know a lot of people are mad that the Texans won this game because it did result in them getting that number two overall pick like you mentioned. But I'm more upset. And I'm more pissed off by the fact that where was this the entire season? Even some of the bad. John, remember in the offseason when I talked about I want to see Davis Mills go through adversity during the game to see how is he going to bounce back? He waited until the final game of the season to bounce back after throwing not one, but two interceptions on back-to-back drives, one of which was a pick six, and he went out there, held it together, and put together by far his best drive of his young career. Not only that, during the offseason, we thought for sure this is the version of Brandon Cooks we was going to get, and we didn't. This is only the first time in this entire season 
he eclipsed over 100 yards. And I understand it, and I don't want to harp on this too much because John Grenard was hurt for majority of the season. But once again, when we take a look at our preseason predictions and some of the players we was hoping to take this next step, this was the performance that we wanted to see out of Jonathan Grenard. <laughs> like, the play calling was damn near perfect. The 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 guts to go for it on fourth down that you should have done in week one that probably would have set a better tone for this entire season and we would not be sitting here talking about a franchise that's three thirteen and one like why wait until the final game to finally put it all together John listeners and viewers and look. I kind of don't want to look too much into it because the Indianapolis Colts did not play a lot of their great guys. Shaquille Leonard, I don't even – how many games did he actually play this year? Um, You know, do you take a look at him. Matt Ryan, who was supposed to be this team's starting uh, quarterback. At the time of this recording right now at not 10 o'clock at night, Levy Smith has been fired. There you go. There you go. There you go. That is the result. Of going out there and helping out. What? <laughs> oh my God. What? I guess. Okay, change of plans. Oh, no wow. Rice, no rice, no champagne. <laughs> no head coach. And you know what? I knew something was going on because when I left Toyota Center to come do this show, I kept checking my email and I said to myself, "Hmm, the Texans haven't put out their media availability yet." And I knew something was going on, right? Then and there. So, um, John, do you want to let's let's go? Okay, when we come back, we will be talking about <laughs> Lovey Smith getting fired. We can't make this up. This is real right now. <laughs> like, wow. And by the time you guys see it, I oh know, my this gosh, time, this is real at 10 o'clock. We have to record later because Cody covers the Houston Rockets. Lovey Smith has been fired by the Houston Texans. And so, when we get back, we will discuss. An impromptu discussion about uh, Lovey Smith getting fired, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. We have to discuss about Nick Casario also being right behind him. Now, winter mornings are brutal, so here's my tip for tackling the day in comfort: grab you some of those new Tommy John loungewear and take cozy wherever you go. When you start the year in Tommy John, you're going to start the year in a much more comfortable position so you can do that each and every day each and every day you can be comfortable tommy john loungewear pajamas underwear all have dozens of comfort innovations like the luxurious soft tri-blend and micro model fabrics with four-way stretch and there's no lint balls or fuzz with over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews people like tommy john People love Tommy John. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. Get 20% off on your first, excuse me, on your first order at TommyJohn.com slash locked on. That is 20% off right now at TommyJohn.com slash locked on. Make sure you see site for details. And again, today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Therapists are trained. 
to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere, 100% online. And listen, um, everyone deserves to feel their best, right? I, I genuinely believe that. And with BetterHelp, they can help you make it easier to get started feeling better and feeling your best. As the world's largest therapy service, they've matched over millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists, again, available 100% online. All the benefits of an in-person therapy, plus it's more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable. There's no waiting room. There's no traffic. No endless searching for the right therapist. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. That's BetterHelp.com slash locked on. Welcome back in Locked On Texans listeners and viewers out there. Again, guys, we recorded. We're recording late this evening on Sunday night, getting prepared for Monday morning. And uh, the reactions that you just saw or heard, if you're tuning in on the podcast, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen, that is a real reaction that um, Lovey Smith has been fired by the Houston Texans. Another one and done in Houston. And I think this is a direct result of screwing up the number one pick, as I like to call it, messing with the church's money <laughs> that went, went on, on on Sunday. Throughout the entire week, there was the conversation surrounding Lovey Smith's tenure in Houston and whether or not he was going to be back. And I thought it was funny. After the game, Lovey Smith said he expects to be back. We also heard that about a year ago, so ago now <laughs> from David Cully. Listen. We will make sure that we cover this thoroughly throughout the week because it happened, how it happened in mid-conversation of recording this podcast. Uh, I think that we're going to just go ahead and give our, you know, raw emotions and feelings about this situation. And guys, I know Cody can't wait to go, but this is the right thing to do. Um, I'm not mad that the Houston Texans went out there and won that game on Sunday. And I think we'll just talk about that to close out. But when I look at Lovey Smith's time in Houston, uh, it was a setup for failure. No, no real weapons on the offensive side of the ball. His coaching staff was picked for him. Uh, the, the, the front office, which I'll get into, did not did a good job uh, of giving him playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. I feel like the entire year – they didn't do a good job of investing on the offensive side of the ball because of the lack of good decision-making in terms of bringing in quality players, players that were brought in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. All of these things affected what Houston could do, which led to 3-13-1 season. And, again, I think that when you look at what Lovey Smith did on Sunday, going out there and going for two to win the game in aggressive fashion, which he didn't do the entire year, regardless of how he felt in that press conference of being comfortable by saying, I expect to be back. 
When I saw that, I immediately thought to myself, this was Lovey Smith saying, you know what? You guys screwed me over and put me in an unfavorable situation. I'm going to do the same by winning this game from the moment that game started on Sunday. Houston had one thing on their mind. That is to win the game. Now that Lovey Smith is fired, it makes 100% sense that that's how they approach that game. But I will say this, though I believe from day one that Lovey Smith should not have been the head coach of the Houston Texans, and this is the same franchise that flirted heavily with the idea that Josh McCown should be the head coach of this franchise, though I believe that both of those decisions were idiotic, there is nowhere around me and nowhere around this situation by saying that Nick Casario should also be right behind him. Uh, those are two back-to-back bad coaching searches. You cannot excuse four head coaches, but under Nick Casario now, it will be three head coaches in three years. In your second year, the guy that you decide to hire, the team regress in terms of wins and losses. It's inexcusable. And for Cal McNair, we'll talk about this throughout the week, Cal McNair, if you want to get this team back on the right track for real, own your mistakes, own your decisions, own everything that you've done that led to this point, and you started to do it by firing getting Jack Easterby out the building. Well, go ahead and look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? I was wrong. I need to clean house. And Nick Casario should be right behind him. Well, unfortunately, Nick Casario isn't going nowhere because in a statement released by Kyle Magnair, the very last line said, I will work alongside Nick Casario throughout this process, and I'm confident we will find the right leader for our football team. John, everything that you said about Lovey Smith going out the door, yes, this was a guy set up for failure. I believe more so Pep Hamilton was set up for failure for all the reasons that you said. Due to the terrible building of this team on the offensive side of the ball. Now you're looking at a situation where you have fired another coach, another one-and-done coach, and yet the guy who was responsible, you look at it from a coaching standpoint, I'm looking at it from a talent standpoint, the number one guy who was responsible for orchestrating two bad products to put out there on the field, Nick Casario still has his job on 610 and Kirby. And John, my biggest issue is, just like it was last year with David Cully, and, and it's still my issue again here. If Nick Casario still does not go out and put together a decent football team with decent talent, with decent product, we're going to be in the same situation again. And what are you going to do? Are you going to fire the head coach again? This makes no sense. Once again, the best thing for this organization to do was to just get rid of everybody in terms of the general manager, everybody in the coaching staff, everybody. But yet, you're still sticking by the guy who's responsible for still making this franchise the joke of this entire league. I I don't like the firing of Lovey Smith because I, I, I just don't feel that he had an opportunity to succeed, like you said, John. But... Like like I like I mentioned, man, and I just can't wrap my head around the fact that Kyle McNair is going to keep working alongside Nick Casario when once again it's still going to come down to what talent does the next coach and the next coaching staff, what talent are they gonna to have to utilize? I still I think that moving forward, this team will have more talent. Right now, the Texans are top top ten in cap space. 
I think they're flirting around $54 million for this upcoming But, John, season, who wants to come here? Thing, this franchise is, still has a bad rep around the league in terms of free agents. I understand that, but I think that the money helps a lot. No, uh, no. We've already discussed the fact that in order for Houston to get some good, you know, some of those players that some impact players here, they may have to pay a little bit more than they probably want to. There may be other uh, clubs may pay, uh, pay, excuse me. Uh, and, and I think that in terms of the draft, this is a team that they are going to have to win and build through the draft, which is normally how it works in the NFL. But for Houston and because of Houston's past, that is going to be where 80% of their winning, when you look at these impact players that in the next two to three years down the line, you say, okay, he's a guy that changes things. He's a guy that changes things. That's going to that's how it's going to be for Houston. And newsflash, that's how it's always been for Houston. Houston has never been a, a city that just necessarily won big during free agency. You look at the greatest players that has came through this franchise all through the draft, and that's how it's been again for Houston. But to get back to Love You Been Fired, this is back to back years where, and, and, and let me say this, man, I do want to say this. Uh, this ain't going to have nothing to do with racism. This is just bad decision-making from the guys up top. And again, if this is bad decision-making from the guys up top, we go back to the opticals of optics. You decided to make this hiring two years in a row. And firing Lovey Smith right now makes hiring David Cully look even worse. Makes firing David Cully look even worse. So again, when we look at holding coaches accountable for the jobs that they've done or the lack thereof and the regression for some of their players, then, hey, why not hold the man with the plan that you trust accountable as well? This goes, Cal, get it right, man. Hold yourself accountable. I can't wait to on the other side. We're going to talk about whether or not winning that game on Sunday was the right move. Clearly, it wasn't the right move. For Lovey Smith. And so when we get back again, this is real raw reaction of the Houston Texans at the beginning of the show, mid recording, firing head coach, ex head coach, Lovey Smith. And in the midst of talking about GMs, I'm really geeked out about our new partner and sponsor of today's show, the mobile game Ultimate Football GM. And if you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise, well, your dream can come true. And this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team. Play through the season and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and coordinators. <laughs> that makes me laugh, right? But you are responsible for hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, making draft picks, and navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft all the way ups, all the and all the ups and downs of a season. Locked on guests, our locked on listeners can receive a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code locked on in all caps. Go ahead and check out the game right now in the game store. And again, use the promo code locked on in all caps to make sure that you get the 100% free boost and check it out today in the game store, the ultimate football GM start your fantasy today. 
Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this latest installment of Locked On Texans. John, I just wanted to throw this little nugget in. Um, the Houston Texans did not want to wait until Black Monday, which is today, to fire Lovey Smith. Um, they fired him as soon as the team landed back in Houston from Indy. <laughs> Black Sunday. Oh, my God. This is... Black Sunday. You know what? Um... <laughs> Winning that game again for me, Cody, if that was the straw that broke the camel's back for Cal McNair, because there is a clip on Twitter where you see Cal McNair after the Texans won that game against the Colts where he did not look pleased. Uh, He looked aggravated. He looked like a man that, thought there was a understanding and that understanding was completely screwed and um, Lovey Smith went his way. And, and again, I, I think that is because um, the speculation throughout the weekend, the NFL network, I think it was Mike Florio's article that said that, uh, uh, you know, Lovey Smith had been meeting. He went over Nick Casario and went directly to own the Cal McNair to keep his job. Um, and, and Cal didn't look pleased that they won. And I think for Lovey, that was his way of saying, you know what, y'all not going to get over on me and, and use me, and I'm not going to get something for it. And it's kind of funny because he helped out his former team where he won Coach of the Year and went to the Super Bowl, <laughs> the Chicago Bears, secure that number one pick. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I was okay with Houston winning that game, man. I was okay. Because who's to say the guy that Houston really wants won't be available at two? Who's to say that if Houston scouting department, and right now it is led by Dick Casario, what they have to do is not pull the New York Jets. Whoever trades up for Chicago to get that number one pick, because I think that will happen unless Chicago feels like Will Anderson or Jalen Carter is the defensive player that they want. I think Indy will jump up to number one. I think a franchise will jump up and give a huge haul to Chicago to jump up to number one to get that quarterback. All Houston has to do is not pull a Zach Wilson. And I think that in Houston's case, this allows them to make a decision without any scrutiny and they'll be able to just build off of that decision. After the Georgia game, I think a lot of people were, were, were more bought into the idea of C.J. Stroud. Uh, I've been on record by saying I think C.J. Stroud in Houston was was the, the one-two punch the entire time. We'll see how that changes, if that changes in the next couple of weeks, or months, excuse me, leading up to the draft. Uh, I was okay with that win, man. Just go out there. Get it right in terms of drafting and build off the quarterback because it will be a quarterback. And it has to be. It better be the top two quarterbacks. Now, if Houston reaches and go in opposite direction, then again, we will be looking at this front office and over the front office head at the owner thinking and saying to that, well, what, what's going on? What, are you, what is your thought process and thinking? But guys getting upset, mad, pissed off about not getting the number one pick I think people are mad because the number one pick is pretty. 
but it doesn't necessarily mean the number two pick won't be able to change a franchise. I wasn't mad that this team won this game because I do have relationships with some of the guys in the locker room. And like I say, man, you know, players do not play Thank this game to lose. They, they really yes. don't. And, you know, for guys like early on in the season, I, I was hitting it off really good with Brandon Cooks, man. For him to, you know, leave this franchise, if he do decide to leave this franchise in the offseason, you know, with a win because – a lot of you guys just don't understand, man. The losing has re- had really taken a turn for this organization. Um, and not to cut you off. No, 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 go ahead. The seriousness of this game. Yeah. We understand this game of football is a different sport. Yeah. And I was going to go I that route. They lose, man. Yeah, they, they, don't they really don't. Lose. And, you know, John, you know me, ever since you and I have been working together, you know, covering, you know, football, basketball, whatever the case might be, especially in football, you can tell in the blink of an eye, you know, your life and career can take a turn for the worse because of how violent this game is. And that's why so many of these guys do not go out there on the field to lose a game. Um, and then you also got to take into consideration a lot of these guys, this was their last opportunity to show, if not the Houston Texans, other teams on why they should have a job next season. So, you know, because, like I mentioned, I have some relationships with the players in the locker room, I'm, I'm happy for them. Um, same thing for the coaching staff and stuff. But at the same time, you look at the fact, John, and this is where I kind of revert back to, man, I kind of wish the Houston Texans did get that number one pick because, yes, the top two quarterbacks – is going to be Bryce Young and CJ. And if by any chance, whether it's Chicago or which nine times out of 10, they won't pick a quarterback. But if they trade out, let's say they trade to Indianapolis and they take Bryce Young or whatever, there's a small interesting theory that I'm that I don't think is being talked about enough. And that's the fact that CJ Strauss has the same Strauss. party. CJ, yeah, sorry. CJ has the same party, agent, PR staff, quarterback coach as Deshaun Watson. And I know some of you guys might hear that and think to yourself, well, that shouldn't mean anything. Deshaun Watson's camp and this organization did not end in they 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 did not end the relationship off on a pretty note. And what I don't want to see happen is the Houston Texans say, you know what? If another team takes Bryce Young, we take CJ. And next thing you know, you're gonna have a whole situation where management and ownership of the player is going to have a holdout because they don't want their player to go to Houston. And it's not only the fact that this organization has ruined the relationship with David Montagella and everybody else in that camp. It goes beyond Deshaun Watson. They have pissed off several of David's clients, i.e. Charles Aminihu. So that's the one thing that, that that's the one thing that makes me believe that the Texans may or may not go after CJ. Unless they could, you know, put their differences aside, say, you know what, we're all professionals here, let's start over, whatever the case might be, um, that's going to be the best case scenario. But if they don't get an opportunity to go after Bryce Young, man, I'm under the impression that CJ might not be in Houston. Now you're looking at a situation where what are you going to do? Because I don't think no other quarterback in this draft class is NFL caliber ready starting day one, then Bryce or CJ, you miss out on Bryce, and there's some situation going on to the point where you are deterred from drafting CJ, then you're still going to be in a bad situation. So 
it once again, John, for the third year in a row, it's a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> I was hoping, you know, and the, and the one thing that really gets me, you know, frustrated so much, and 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 I kind of feel for Lovey Smith was the fact that, and this goes back to Nick Casario, we were not at the end of the day. This was an organization that wanted to be better than what they have been the last two years, and. When you take a look at everything that transpired in the 2020 in the 2020 campaign, the 2021 campaign, you can look back at the Houston Texans in 2022 and say this organization and this team actually got worse. And that is bad to see. So, you know, Kyle McNair, people can share the the picture of when the Houston Texans were up. I believe it was 17-7 or somewhere along those lines. And Kyle McNair was looking kind of disgruntled because he wanted the number one pick. Yes. Hey, man, if, the, if, if you want to get pissed at somebody, get pissed at your boy Nick Casario because he's the reason why you have such a lack of talent inside your locker room. And if you don't fix things, whether it's with players, agents, or telling Nick to go out there and build a real football team, not go out and get – quality players that that you're picking up in free agency off waivers and trading for but you want to play them because you're so-called still trying to get them accustomed to the notebook to to the playbook and you end up cutting them without getting them a fair chance get mad at your boy nick because if you don't we're gonna be back in the same damn situation once again i think the theme for the rest of the week is accountability and we will make sure that we break. This is just real raw reaction right now. And I, I think Cody and I both just disagree with how things have been handled internally, which has led to a lot of the BS that we've seen externally in the past two seasons. Um, it's the three. Want to go back to twenty twenty? It's just true. I, I want to March of twenty twenty. I'm going to focus strictly on the tenure of Nick Casario. It's been inexcusable. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been some things that because of decisions directly made by Nick Casario has led to the Houston Texans inefficient talent on, on the roster and not being able to compete competitively. And so I, I think the firing on Sunday right now, will um, that's going to play out huge throughout the week. I'm also going to put it like this, man. I, I don't think that Houston waits that long to find their next head coach. Uh, a move that happens this fast to, tells me two things. You were pissed off by how things transpired in the Week 18's game, and you also have a guy already circled on your list. And I'm going to tell you this. D'Amico Ryan has already said the likelihood of him coming to Houston, not that good. Make sure you check us out throughout the week here on the Locked on Texans podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on Texans. Like us on Facebook and also subscribe on YouTube as well. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.